Do you feel like you need God's encouragement and wisdom throughout the week to take hold of His promise to fly like an eagle? you come to the right place. Welcome to Eagles on the Hill. Let's join our host, Pastor Jeff Scheich. All right, people, I am your host, Pastor Jeff Scheich. Thanks for joining us. Search for Eagles on the Hill on YouTube and hit the subscribe button in the lower right-hand corner, and you can subscribe to all of our podcasts there. Or you can follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, Just click the follow button or the like button or whatever it is there. Follow us as we together follow Jesus and draw strength from him to fly like an eagle. I'm excited about this podcast today because it involves an organization that's close to my heart. It's an organization that has blessed a friend of mine about 10 years ago, and uh, it's called Bridges to Hope. And I want to welcome Rhonda Mattingly with us today. Rhonda, thanks for joining us on the podcast as we get to talk about Bridges to Hope. Thanks for having me, Pastor Jeff. Yeah. So um, let's introduce Bridges to Hope. What's the main focus of Bridges to Hope? So our main focus is to ensure that those are re-entering society after incarceration have the tangible items they need to start fresh. So we have a warehouse that has furniture, clothing, and household goods, hygiene products, all of the things that you need to start over and things that add up uh, cost-wise and stuff that has been donated by community members, such as yourself. And uh, we distribute them at no cost to the re-entrance. That's our our main focus. Great, great. And I remember uh, taking my friend around shopping, quote unquote, at Bridges to Hope. And uh, of course, there was limits on the things he could get. He couldn't just, you know, take the whole kit and caboodle, take everything out of the house. But um, but he was able to get himself started. And that was such a a huge uh, blessing to him. One of the things that people may not realize I guess if you think about it, you do, but almost everybody who's incarcerated at one point or another is going to come back out and live in the community. And the question is, are they going to succeed and become good neighbors or are they going to continue to cause trouble, reoffend, and wind up back in prison on the taxpayer dole and, and not really have the life God intended for them uh, created in his image? So uh, since most people are going to come back out, it's up to all of us to help them reenter well. So how is Bridges to Hope funded? Bridges to Hope is privately funded. We do uh, fundraisers and I write grants to local community foundations, uh, Cooper Foundation, Woods Foundation, Nebraska Presbyterian Foundation, uh, different local foundations like that. Um, but, you know, mainly we look toward the public for assistance mm. and, and for donations, um, which is a, a good thing and um, a not so good thing. Uh, the not so good is because there's a lot of governmental money out there that we could be tapping into. Mm. However, when we do that, we have so many restrictions on how that money is spent. Mm. And so as a privately funded organization, we are able to make exceptions to our guidelines. So if somebody, mm-hmm. um, one of our guidelines is that they shop twice within an 18 month period and no more than that. Mm-hmm. Well, if we've got somebody who um, has seasonal clothing, they're at work release and they come in the spring, but then they come back in the winter and need a coat. That's their second visit. Mm-hmm. Um, if it were government funds, that would be it. Well, we can make the exception and say, but you didn't get any furniture, so come on out a third time and get some mm-hmm. furniture. Just mm-hmm. little situations like that is is helpful in being privately funded. Right, right. Yeah, and that, I love that. And so so I guess uh, a message for those listening is one of a couple of things. One is to provide 
own, their own personal donations of either items or funding, or if you're connected with a foundation, um, to uh, let us know at Eagles on the Hill, and we'll pass that along to Rhonda or uh, contact Bridges to Hope directly. But um, the foundations can be a big help with this. So if you're connected to a foundation, let us know. So what are the, the biggest obstacles? I mean, there's got to be, there's a ton of obstacles. I know from having walked this, uh, the friend of mine through this, a ton of obstacles to get back to be a, a normal, productive um, citizen. So what are the biggest obstacles people face as they come back out? So there are very many obstacles and it's very unfortunate because a lot of those um, stick with them for the rest of their life, regardless of, uh, you know, they've, they've done their time. Let's forgive them and let them move on. Some mm. of those obstacles are finding a job with a record. And mm. Some of them are uh, finding housing. Housing is one of the major um, obstacles. They, um, are ostracized from certain communities. People don't want them living next door to them. Um, I think people have this false idea of, of who people are as they re-enter after being incarcerated. And in reality, um, it could be a white collar crime and it could be a very prestigious um, business owner who mm. maybe has uh, struggles with alcoholism and has had uh, a third DUI, very you know humble, um, God-fearing person who mm -hmm. has made some poor choices and, and struggles with addiction, um, you know, they, they've been incarcerated, but they're still uh, deserving of second chances. And um, some people, though, they look at that record and, and once they're tarnished, they're tarnished. They, they mm -hmm. put that mark on them and, and uh, housing, especially for those that have been charged with uh, sex offenses, um, and are on the registry, people fear uh, having them live next door when in reality with that situation, there's been studies done by the Department of Justice that show sex offenders are the least likely to reoffend. And then also there's so many different um, degrees of, of sexual offense and some are not even perpetrated on other human beings. Um, so it's just a very sensitive and, and touchy subject but neighbors don't want them in their backyard. And so that's right. a, a huge obstacle is the housing. Mm -hmm. So what is um, Bridges to Hope has some projects, I think, to help deal with that. What are some of the things that you're doing to try to overcome those? So we are extremely excited to be working on the development of a tiny home village. This tiny home village will consist of 20 small homes ranging from 250 to 500 square foot. Um, there will be a couple that will be handicap accessible, a one bedroom, a two bedroom, and then studio size um, homes. And mm -hmm. these homes, it's very cool because we're partnering with the entire community to get this built. Um, I've had meetings with the Department of Corrections Director Jeffries and with some very uh, local lucrative contractors in town that are trying to work out details of a partnership between the construction company and the Department of Corrections so that we can have the houses built inside the facilities. Mm. By doing that, okay. we're having those that are incarcerated learning new skills. We're cool. keeping them busy with positive um, activities Mm -hmm. And we're also helping the community and helping uh, the construction company uh, because there's a staff shortage. They can't mm -hmm. keep up with the demand of building houses the way it is. 
And they've shown that these, um, these fabricated houses, uh, building the walls inside and the trusses and everything inside are actually more sturdy and durable um, because they're not exposed to the elements. If you go out to property and you know you have your elements sitting outside and you have weather related issues, um, you know, you can't deal with that. So working mm -hmm. together a partnership with that, and then those that are on work release can actually come out to the property and erect the homes. And mm -hmm. so all of those people that are incarcerated, again, they're learning a lucrative skill. They can uh, possibly become employed by not necessarily that construction company, but others as well. They're going to be learning the electrical and the plumbing and everything that goes along with it. Plus, we're collaborating with other groups. Um, I met with a group that goes out and uh, helps with natural disasters and, and rebuild houses and everything. I'm mm. sure you're probably familiar with them. And right. um, there's a lot of skilled uh, laborers that are willing to come out to the property with that finished work and help um, teach and supervise some of these uh, persons from work release to you know help yes. get it together. These homes are going to be affordable housing. We see an affordable housing crisis in Lincoln and many other places. And um, when they talk about affordable, sometimes it's starting at 800, 900, 1000 a month. That to me mm. is not affordable for the population we're trying to serve. Right. And so we are going to charge $1 per square foot. So yeah. the most expensive home is going to be $500 a month plus utilities. And gotcha. that will be a two-bedroom home. That's affordable when you right. think of that. Right. So we're we're working with um, um, the community on in-kind donations. We're you know uh, going to be doing some fundraising coming up, and um, it's going to be a community-wide effort. We'll have a community center that um, when you live in a tiny home, you can't celebrate holidays and family gatherings. Mm -hmm. etc. In, in a tiny home. So this community center will be big enough to um, house that. It'll have a, a industrial kitchen and um, uh, coin operated laundry facilities so they Great. can you know, do their laundry right there. We're going to have a village council that is similar to the city council. And this village council will consist of representatives from Bridges to Hope and residents of the village residents of the neighborhood to get the neighborhood involved and make sure that, you know, they're comfortable with the decisions that are being made and the people that are staying there. Um, we're working very closely with the mental health association. So we have that 24 hour peer support access. Um, you know, we're just trying That's a to lot of, a lot of bases to cover. That's a lot, yeah. a lot of bases. Yeah. So how do you, um, it just sounds like a great concept and I can picture, you know, my friend living there and it would just be awesome. Um, but how, like, is there some uh, selection criteria for people that live there? So, you know, I've known inmates that um, I, you know, whatever the statistics are, I wouldn't necessarily want them living on my block and I've known others that are fine. So is there some selection criteria or how does that work so that the neighborhood uh, can get comfortable and can believe that they're going to be safe there? So that will be something that the village council will meet and there will be applications that people have to fill out. They can be mm. referred from the Department of Corrections, parole, probation. The Mental Health Association has the Hanu House, which is a transitional housing facility. When they are finished with their transitioning 
in programming, this would be a perfect location for that. We're not a transitional housing village. It will be permanent supportive. Mm. Um, so they'll be able to stay as long as they're abiding by the agreements they signed on that mm -hmm. will have been decided upon by the village council, which includes the neighborhood as which well. Which will involve neighbors. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. That's great. It sounds like a great concept. I really pray that it works out. Well, do you have any upcoming events uh, planned for the future here? We do. We have a super fun event, uh, lip sync contest that's going to be held August 24th at Screamers Family Restaurant downtown on Q Street. Okay. And um, people can come and watch. $50 will get you dinner and a vote on who you feel is the best performer. We are judging on three categories, costume, performance, and accuracy. They can mm -hmm. pick their own song. It's a $75 registration fee. Um, but the prize, first place prize is $1,000. Wow, Second good. place prize is 650 and third wow. place prize is 350. So we really need contestants. We only have four that have signed up so far. So your odds okay. are pretty good there. If there's <laughs> anyone that struggles with the registration fee, still contact us because we'll see if we can't find a sponsor or a scholarship type. Um, okay. You know, if you're wanting to do this lip sync contest, we really need the contestants. And so Cool. 5 to 8 p.m. at Screamers, August 24th. It's going to be a, a good time. Nice. Very good. Very good. So we're almost out of time. What are, what's, you know, if you're going to leave us with one thing, what is the one thing you'll leave us with here today? The one thing I like to leave people with is um, asking everyone to just drop their stones. People mm. are so quick to judge. Mm. And the stereotypes and the stigmas that follow the people we serve are horrendous mm. and they're lifelong. And all of us know that we each, every one of us, have made choices in our life that have not been the best choices. And Jesus forgives all of us, every mm -hmm. one of us. And he asks that we do the same. And so, you know, one of my favorite sayings is just drop the stones. Mm. Good. That's good. That's good. Well, Rhonda, thanks for uh, joining us, for talking to us about Bridges to Hope. And we certainly pray uh, of course, for victims of crimes, as well as those who are incarcerated and will one day be released back into society after they've, uh, you know, quote, paid their debt to society or whatever. Um, so we certainly pray for God to bless uh, all those folks. Um, the, the difficulties, the challenges of living in this world are great. And we appreciate the work that you do, the work that Bridges to Hope does in trying to bless uh, inmates who are returning, re-entering into society, as well as blessing the societies that they re-enter into. So thanks so much for doing that. We want to um, ask you to email us at Eagles on the Hill with any questions, comments, uh, topics that you have for us in the future. Eagles on the Hill 211 at gmail.com. That's Eagles on the Hill 211. No spaces, dots, dashes, underscores, just Eagles on the Hill 211 at gmail.com. And we'd love to hear from you, love to get your comments, love to get insights for future topics or things we can talk about. Want to encourage you to subscribe on our to our podcast at uh, YouTube or on other uh, venues that you listen to podcasts on, just uh, hit like buttons there as well. Remember as we close that uh, the promise of God is true, always true. And in this case from Isaiah 40, verse 31, that those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. Thanks for listening to us today and we'll talk to you soon.